Would Take Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. It is a good day today in beautiful Bryan College Station, Texas. As we record from the illustrious Red Sea Radio Studios. And no, I don't know what the word illustrious means, but it just sounded good. And the other words that popped in my head, I couldn't say. So, I am happy to be here today. I hope that you are happy to be wherever you are today. If you're listening to me in the doctor's office, I apologize and I hope that I help you get through it. That was very specific, but that is my demographic. That's the people that I want to reach. The people in the doctor's office. Because I see my show as better than an eight-year-old magazine. I I don't want to be too prideful, but I do think that my show is more enjoyable than an eight-year-old magazine in a doctor's office, and I hope that you agree. So let's talk about what we're going to be talking about as you sit in that doctor's office or wherever you find yourself listening to this on Red Sea Radio uh, here in Bryan College Station and Waco, in uh, St. Michael Radio in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and also newly Cairo Radio, in North Carolina, come on and raise up. We're very excited for that expansion. Uh, thank you guys over there for getting the show on the air. Oh, thank you, Samantha. That's Sam, our producer. We'll talk to her later. Uh, today's plan. I won't say that it's God's plan, but it's it's uh, it's mine, and hopefully he influenced it a little bit. So I took a trip to Sioux City that we're going to talk about. That was a lot of fun. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, these fun little Instagram live videos that we've been doing. It started with me literally trying to figure out how Instagram live videos worked. And then all these people started joining that were other Catholic podcasters. And we, we've we done it twice now where we just have a blast. And what you can do, uh, I'll explain it later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited. Very excited. I'm going to tell you this crazy thought I had when I was driving to the station a couple of weeks ago and i i wanted to gather my thoughts a little bit because it's going to be me talking about other religions i have this fascinating question of what what religion would taylor be if he was born in the middle of afghanistan i'm very fascinated by this whole idea so we're gonna talk about that a little bit our guest today is Joe Sakura, a man who is vying for most interesting man in the world. I will read you some of this guy's bio when we start the second segment. It's ridiculous. He's done a little bit of everything. He's an awesome guy, and he has a powerful story to share with us today. Um, in our last segment, we're going to be talking about, we're going to end a mass debate once and for all. There has been a problem that I have had with a certain part of the mass where me as a practicing Catholic never know what to do in mass at a certain point. I put out a Twitter poll on it and like all good Catholic theology, what Twitter Catholic polls decide is what I'm going to go with. Uh, And then finally, at the end, we're going to talk about taking risks like today's show, me talking about other religions and a mass debate. (laughs) So this is a risk all in of itself. So trip to Sioux City. I went there last week, so I actually pre-recorded an episode. Last week's episode was pre-recorded because I was going to be out Sunday through Tuesday uh, up in Sioux City, Iowa. I've been there a couple times now. I have uh, I was a keynote speaker and worship leader for their last two, uh, what do you call them, youth conferences, right? 
Events is what I was going to say. Events. Very general. Very, Thank you for your input, Samantha. Very general. You are so helpful today. <laughs> general what? General. There you go. For those of you that can't see us, which is literally all of you because it's a radio <laughs> show slash podcast, uh, if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, we just did the salute on general what? And I know that 18 of you just did it in the doctor's office and everyone's looking at you like, what are you doing? Why are you saluting the wall? Sam didn't like that joke. Are you are you keeping along? Yeah, you, I think so. This show I is just, all for that person in the doctor's office. I was thinking of that person saluting and like what I would do if I saw a person randomly saluting. That's what I was thinking about. Okay, okay then you looked very inquisitive. What were you? What like, would you do in that situation? I don't know. Salute back. It's like, <laughs> hey, are you like waving? Are you top hatting? I don't know what you're doing. Top hatting, I don't believe is a verb. Well, like when you. Like cowboy hat, you know, you know. Tip your hat. I'm doing great with words today. Howdy, ma'am. <laughs> you should have a radio show. No. Why hasn't anyone offered you one? No. <laughs> okay. What were we talking about? Person in the person in the. You, you were talking office. about the event that you did. Yes, the youth conference. So they invited me back to go do a couple things. I went to a youth night for a youth group that has been to the conference the last two years and they were the one youth group that liked me so they invited me back i'm just <laughs> kidding they were just the one that, that liked me the most um i went and talked on at their youth night and uh and then the next day i did a youth ministry training for the youth ministers across the diocese oh yes <laughs> yeah it was fun so uh, like any good ministry i just steal all the things that i've learned from other people and then taught them as mine and was paid for it makes sense that is catholic ministry none of us are saying anything new <laughs> it's been 2,000 years. Try to think of something new about the Bible or about Christianity. Uh, I think the only thing that I have going for me on this show, and the only thing that I think can keep it mildly entertaining, is my brain is just ridiculous. So not many practicing Catholics with this brain have ever <laughs> talked about Catholicism. <laughs> Had so a I, podcast and yeah, exactly. radio no, show. Yeah, no one in, like, 30 years ago, I would have been known as the village idiot and now people just send me to a literal padded room. This wall has pads on the what's carpeting, right? Carpeting. A, a literal padded room for me to talk to myself, and then other people will watch it or listen to it for their enjoyment. I, I'm the village idiot. That's that's my job. <laughs> or like the jester. Can you be the jester? That seems nicer. I, I don't think I can dance well enough. Well, they wouldn't see you, so they would never know if you could dance well or not. They wouldn't see what use is a gesture that you can't see, Sam. I don't know. I just Sam, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm producing the show. You are producing the show. Okay. Kind of. Here's right, what here's talking. what we gotta talk about. I gave this talk on spiritual warfare, which is a topic that we've covered on this show before. So I'm not gonna go into all the depths on it. Um, if you want to hear more about it, go look it up on the podcast. What number is it? I don't know. I didn't do any show prep today. So, so listen to all of <laughs> listen them. Listen to all of Thank you, Sam. That was actually helpful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while I was giving this talk, and like what we did is we made it kind of a, a conversation. So we put a bunch, like we put a few tables together and sat in a round table. I like doing that the kind of discussion group model, right? Um, so we started talking about spiritual warfare and this girl next literally right next to me started taking notes and i'm like that's nice like she's really engaged it's nice for her to be taking notes and as i'm introducing myself she says oh oh wait what did you say your name was i need it for my notes and i said jim 
And she writes it down. Uh-huh. And I said, Halpert. <laughs> and I looked over at her notes, and she wrote all of that down, except she misspelled Jim as Tim. I think she heard my real name the first time, Taylor. Right, right. right. And then she heard, like, she asked again. I said, Jim Halpert. She wrote, Tim Halpert. Uh, Pre-Steubenville inspiration by Tim Halpert, a.k.a. Taylor School. <laughs> Not Shrill. Because <laughs> I corrected her on it. And I was like, my name isn't Tim Halpert. It's Jim Halpert. <laughs> and then she, you can see in the notes. And I posted this on Instagram if you want to go see it. At Taylor Schroll. S-C-H-R-O-L-L. Not Taylor School. Okay. So she uh, wrote Tim Halpert. Okay. I corrected it to Jim Halpert. And then I was like, that's not my name. Like people around there started snickering. And she's like, why are you messing with me? What is this from? <laughs> it's like, it's from the office. Don't worry about it. She said, okay. So. I started talking about spiritual warfare. And let's as we get into this, let's just say that my notes that I was teaching from look very different than the notes of what she was receiving. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she writes spiritual warfare and then like three bullet points, anger, cosmic war, and fighting. I think that is a better description of Avengers Infinity War <laughs> than yeah, it is of spiritual warfare. I can warfare. see that. And then she wrote, okay, I don't think I said any of those words. <laughs> None of those words? I, I think I said the word anger. I don't think I said fighting. I definitely didn't say cosmic war. I have never said those two words together until 48 seconds ago when I said them on the radio. Right. Okay. Then she wrote right next to that a graph. So it's a line graph. And if you can picture this in your head, it's like, you know, there's the vertical one and then the horizontal one. And then the line starts in the bottom left and goes all the way up to the top right. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. If you can envision it, Sam, everyone else can envision it. The bottom line says time and person. The left side at the bottom says devil, the word, with horns written on top of the word. And at the top it says God with what I'm assuming is a halo. On top of it. Okay. I have literally no idea what this is in reference to. <laughs> <laughs> so there's time and people. And over that time and people, we get further from the devil and closer to God. I mean, that makes sense. Does that make sense? You want to get closer to God. You want to get other people. Okay. Maybe she's like a visual person and somehow. I'm sure she understands this. Right. I'm just, I don't think I've ever seen a possible heresy that I have said written down in graph form, and it was very <laughs> jarring. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I said heresy, but that definitely looks like it. <laughs> well, you know. And then uh, randomly, she says, welcome to church. And I do remember what this one was. We were all, like, when you sit in this like, I've met these people twice now. This is my third time to meet these guys and gals. And, uh, you know, we, we've gotten pretty chummy. And most people that are around me know that my love language is sarcasm. And so if I love you, I'm making fun of you. If I never make fun of you, it's because I don't like you. Okay? <laughs> it's how I grow closer to people. It's this weird thing that, like, the more I made fun of Sam when we, started, when we first met, the closer we got as as a uh, couple, I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. 
the closer we got in our relationship. Yeah, with the with the line, right? Our lines. Yeah, we got we crossed. both we both got further from the devil and closer to God. <laughs> there it is. Okay, so we were all kind of in this moment of kind of poking fun at each other. During this talk on spiritual warfare, of course. Right. And somebody was like, hey, that's not very nice. And I said, welcome to church. Because <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm like, well, this is what happens a lot in our churches. People don't make fun of each other and I mean to each other. But we were but we were also having fun. And we all know what we're, we're about here at Forte Catholic. Make Catholicism Being fun again. loud. Thank you for Sorry. not helping. Um, yeah, so that's what we did. This was the most fun talk on spiritual warfare I've ever given in my entire life. And on the drive there, I was with Fred Schellebarger, who invites, who's the director of youth office and evangelization and like everything else in the diocese. And I was looking at him and I was like, this is the most serious talk I give. I've given this talk multiple times. Spiritual warfare is a serious topic. Mm. And I was like, this is kind of like off brand for me. And I'm I'm fine with it. It's just going to be kind of a change of pace. I've given this talk four, five, six times. It was always serious. I have never laughed more. In one of my talks ever, primarily because of this girl's notes. We got to keep going. So we got into this point where I was like, okay, we had to stop. Like, we're all making fun of each other. And I, uh, uh, because somebody said something that, like, wasn't right. I forget what it was, but it's like, isn't Easter in June? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, but let me tell you the worst <laughs> thing that I've, that I've ever heard from a group of, of Catholic school students. They were taught. Jesus was born on what day, Sam? Christmas. What day is Christmas? The 25th. Of? December. Okay, thank you very much. You made that very difficult. I I thought I could just say Christmas. Uh, He wasn't born on Christmas. It wasn't Christmas, whatever. (laughs) Oh, dang it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's a miracle. Jesus happened to be born on Christmas. Okay, (laughs) Christmas is December 25th. Yes. They, this group of Catholic school students looked me in the eye during one of my talks weeks before, and they said for years, multiple years, they believed that Mary was only pregnant for three weeks. And I said, what? (laughs) I don't even understand. Like, I can't comprehend what you're even saying right now. Why did they think that? So they were taught... Because Catholic school people like uh, celebrate feast days. Right. For those of us like me who have raised in public school, I never knew feast days except for Christmas and Easter and some of these. Other, you know, maybe right. Thanksgiving. Maybe our, yeah, Thanksgiving's not a feast day, Sam. No, but you eat feast. You yeah, feast. I mean, technically, you feast on that day, but it's not a Catholic <laughs> feast day. So they were taught. Do you have any idea the date that the church celebrates? The Immaculate Conception. It is a holy day of obligation, so you are required to go. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's three weeks before December 25th. I would say it's about three weeks before the 25th. It's December 8th. Oh, yeah. So these kids were taught. They they were taught about the Immaculate Conception, which is whose conception, Sam? It's Mary's. It's Mary's conception. They thought it was Jesus's. Jesus's? Jesus' eye? Jesus's (laughs) birthday. They thought it was Jesus' conception. So what they thought is that Jesus was conceived within Mary on December 5th, born on December 25th. I could like, I understand now. Now I get it, but I'm still like, y'all dumb. Like, y'all real (laughs) dumb. Like, that's not how this works. Um, Then I didn't know. 
what a leap year was. <laughs> so like, I knew what a leap year was, but I had like the wrong amount of days. I was like, it's 364. And they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, why did I think of 364? Uh, do you know a popular song with the numbers 364 in them, Sam? We're going way back. I don't think so. There are 364 on birthdays, on birthdays every year. It's from a Disney movie. I don't know. No. Okay. I got it. I got it. Mackenzie, who's also here in the studio, is very mad at Sam for not knowing what that was. So I thought that it's on birthdays from, uh, what movie is that from? Is it Alice in Wonderland? Alice that would have been my that right. would have been my guess. No, it wasn't, Sam. You didn't know anything. It would have. <laughs> so, um, we finished off. We haven't even gotten. We've gotten through none of this. We're, we'll come back to it after. We're going to interview Joe Sakura uh, here in a second. But when we come back in the third second. We are going to keep this going uh, because this is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, we're going to keep talking about spiritual warfare. One of the things that I actually said was that Satan wants you to think one of two things. He's not real, or he's very, very powerful and very real. It's like, yeah, that's actually what I said. And then uh, then she wrote another little joke. We'll get back to that in the third segment, but stay tuned right here. We'll be talking to Joe Secor right after this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a message from Definitely Not Taylor. If you are listening to the show, you should totally rate it and subscribe to it on iTunes. To rate it, go to the iTunes Podcasts app on your phone, search for Tay Catholic, scroll down to Review, give five stars, write that you like the show, and then move on with your day. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. We are joined in this here second segment by a man who I think I think he is vying for the title of most interesting man in the world. This man's biography is ridiculous. And I am, of course, talking about Joe Sakura. Joe, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> I don't, I'm just ridiculous. That's the problem. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the most interesting guy in the world or not, but I appreciate it. That's very kind. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we got we got before we go into anything about you. I have to pause because I was talking about this interview with the general manager here at Red Sea Radio, and he mandated that I mention something that he said. Are you ready for it? I am ready, sir. Okay. He said that um, in his family lineage, that he is a Sakura in his name, except it was S-Y-K-O-R-R-A. So pretty close to you. So I think he just wants to be related to you. We might be cousins. You never know. You know, when we all went, came through Ellis Island, I think they messed up the spelling. So, yeah, your long lost brother it lives here in Ryan, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come down and visit. Yeah, do it. We'd love to have you. And uh, then you wouldn't enjoy the interview as much because you would have to look at me, and no one wants to do that. So uh, <laughs> let's 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 get into this bio a little a little bit. I'm just going to run through some of this stuff because I think it's better yeah. when it's all together. Former actor and stuntman, 
police officer for 17 years, licensed marriage and family therapist, and a host of your own show on Relevant Radio. So let's go all the way back. What's what's the deal yeah. with this actor and stuntman? That sounds like a, a bad word that I can't say. Bad uh, but. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just, that's what I always wanted to do with my life, quite honestly. From a kid, I just dreamed of being an actor. For a lot of reasons, uh, maybe some not so good a reason, you know, <laughs> maybe I was craving attention that I wasn't getting or something as a child. So you just got a popular radio kind of show a, instead. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, I was just sort of a creative nut and I did that. And, and so, you know, really out of my teens, uh, you know, I was working as a professional actor and when I moved to, you know, I lived in New York and then I moved to LA and, and I did a, a, a wild West stunt show. I did a live action stunt show at Universal Studios while I was pursuing other acting gigs. It's just kind of a way to, you know, keep making money in the lulls of the career. And and so I did that. But simultaneous to being an actor and pursuing that, I really had a heart to serve. And I come from a family of law enforcement. And uh, I I just happened to take a, 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 a class at a community college taught by this uh, captain at the police department. (laughs) And I learned all about a reserve program where I could be a cop for free. All the danger with no money. I thought, perfect. (laughs) You're the only person that ran towards that. that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was a a reserve for 10 years. And then because of some real life changes in my personal life, and, you know, we can get into that when I talk about the story, um, I became a full-time cop. Uh, And so I was full-time after that for seven years in addition to the reserve thing. And, but then I knew I didn't want to do it with the rest of my life. I just didn't feel like that was God's call for me. And so I, um, I went back to school at the urging of my, a good friend of mine, a mentor who said, Hey, you'd be a great therapist. You know, you're curious about people, you enjoy people, you're a good listener. So I, I did it. And I thought, okay, this is, this is it. And so I became a marriage and family therapist. Obviously, you know, it was no easy task. It wasn't overnight, but, uh, Believe it or not, the police background was a great background for me to move in to become a therapist. Uh, you know, rather than locking people up, I was helping to unlock people from their misery and their crumbling marriages and whatnot. So that's what happened. And you'd never believe. I mean, it's just only a God deal, I could say, how I actually got on radio. <laughs> so it, it, the story is kind of hard to believe, but uh you know, here I am now on relevant radio on a large Catholic radio network on 130 plus stations five days a week. So I just uh, completely blessed and the adventure continues. Well, here in the Catholic world, we believe in the unbelievable. So I'll ask you this. What's harder to believe that an actor stuntman became a cop and then became a licensed family therapist and then got a radio show or that a man died and then three days later he rose again, which is crazier? <laughs> Uh, you know, you're right. <laughs> there is nothing impossible with God. And, and that's, I think, a constant reminder. I have to remind myself of that all the time. Uh, you know, we we think, oh, boy, this wouldn't this be a miracle if this happened? Well, you know, God created the universe. I, I think that's pretty spectacular. And so you're right. I, I, I agree. You know, you either believe or you don't. But, you know, it's pretty amazing things to think. I think the real miracle and I've experienced a lot of miracles, and I write about them in the book, Defying Gravity. But I think the real miracle is that the God of the universe actually chooses to have a relationship with guys like you, Taylor, and me. That, that's what's incredible to me. <laughs> that's the real miracle, if we're all being honest, right? Um, so 
you have one of the more cleverly named radio shows that I've ever heard in my entire life. No one else would have ever thought to have an, have this name as the radio show. It's called the Joe Sakura Show. I would have never thought to yeah, name my show that. It's very impressive. Yeah, no, it took it took a long time, but I finally settled on it. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad. I, I hope you didn't spend too much on the advertising budget uh, trying to get a good name there. But okay, so explain what the show is about. What, what it's on relevant radio, as you mentioned. Um, what what right. do you talk about? Well, I am a you know, as I mentioned, I'm a marriage and family therapist, and so I really combine the best of psychology with our you know, consistent with our Catholic faith. Uh, to find answers and solutions. Life is going to be difficult for everyone, whether you're Catholic or Buddhist or non-believer, life is going to be tough. Uh, but I always found it interesting in my studies uh, to, you know, I'd read some research study and I'd go, oh yeah, this is totally consistent with our faith. <laughs> you know, like how to alleviate stress or anxiety, you know. Uh, so that's what I do. I, I It's a call and show. I, I take uh, calls from people around the country and, um, you know, about their marriages that are struggling or their anxiety, or, uh, you know, we get a lot of calls from young people. So I really enjoy that a lot from millennials who are dealing with stress and anxiety and depression. Um, so it's, it's really wonderful. I cover different topics every night, whether it's about hope or loneliness or, you know, having a backup plan or not, <laughs> So I run the gamut, but it's it's a lot of fun, and it's actually just I just can't tell you how much I enjoy doing the show. Yeah, that's great. It it airs multiple times throughout the day uh, there on Relevant Radio. Uh, I, I just think it's it's fascinating, and I, I love how you're bringing your profession into your ministry. You know, a lot, a lot of people yeah. struggle. Oh, do I do my profession? Do I go be an accountant? Do I go be a businessman? Or do I work in ministry? And you have taken what you do for a living into your ministry and you've given something to the church that not many people can. Like I'm not a licensed marriage and family therapist. Most people on the radio aren't. So you've been able to, to address these things. What is, what has been your favorite part of doing the show? What, what's been the, maybe the moment that meant the most to you? Uh, it scares me to death every day. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I, uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I will. Uh, you know, every day before the show starts, because I've always had a fascination and uh, admiration and respect for people who can talk on the radio, you know, for an hour or two. And I just thought I could never do that. And I, I got the opportunity. Actually, they were looking for a Catholic therapist and they said, hey, would you submit a demo? And I did because I have a, I, I write and record music as well. I, I know that's not part of the bio, but starts to sound kind of ridiculous. So I, I actually created a great bumper, you know, with bumper music and a show demo. And they said, Hey, this is really great. And I said, no, no, I'm actually just faking you out. I'm actually not capable of doing this. And they said, no, we really think you're called to do this, you know, give it a shot. And literally Taylor, every day before I go on, I get down on my knees and I say, God, this is this is beyond me. You know, if if you really want me to do this, you need to take over. You need to give me the wisdom and the words to say so that I can speak the truth in love and really be a source of inspiration and encouragement for people. And uh, and so that's what I do. So quite honestly, the, my favorite part of the show is is the fear that I experience and and letting go. It's it's a it's an act of faith every show to say, okay, God, you take over. And you know what? Lo and behold, I, I really believe he does. Again, as humbling as it is, the God of the universe wants to be a part of your life and mine. And uh, so 
that's that's kind of my favorite part. And and then when people call in with that trust and and they reveal things like, hey, I was I was molested as a child, or I was raped, or I'm struggling with depression, or my, I'm on my third marriage, or and and they invite me into their problems so that we can explore solutions. I mean, that's a great honor. I mean, I I just really feel like it's very humbling for me. Uh, that people would trust me enough to do that. So it's the the whole thing. It's you know it's as you know it's it's a creative challenge, but I I really enjoy that. Yeah, you seem to be doing it pretty well, and uh, you you were again vying for the title of most interesting man in the world by answering any question about what is your favorite part of anything with the word fear. Like no one else in their right mind has ever asked <laughs> that, and and there you do. All right, we got to get into talking about the book. You had this new book called yeah. Defying Gravity. Uh, I, I read the story. It is a, a tremendous story. It's a heart-wrenching story. Why don't you share with everybody uh, where this book came from and why you wrote it? Well, back in 98, uh, you know, I was a young daddy and uh, my oldest son, John, who was seven years old, was diagnosed with a rare neurological degenerative disorder disorder called juvenile batten disease. And most doctors have never even heard it. It's, it's so rare. And I, I began basically that it's a it's a, a fatal disease. So when we were given the diagnosis, which happened over a period of time, uh, you know, because they kept testing, not really sure what this was that we were dealing with. At first, they said, well, your son is going to lose his sight. He's going to go blind from this. And then they said, no, it's it's actually worse than that. It's, you know, he's going to develop seizures and he's going to have cognitive and motor function problems and everything. So it just got worse and worse and worse. And then six months later, my other son was diagnosed with the exact same disease. So uh, absolutely a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. And so I just began, you know, as a creative nut a little bit, I, I began trying to process and figure out, it's like, okay, God, what does this mean? You know, I, I, I worked really hard at defining what I thought my life should be. And I pursued those things. You know, I thought I should be an actor and I pursued it. Uh, but now I have no idea how to do it. And so I, the book was really a journey of me exploring uh, you know, the, the diagnosis, the fear, life, love, laughter, joy. How do you find that all? How do you find real life in the midst of great suffering and loss? And so I, I, it, it started quite honestly uh, with Christmas cards. I, I used to write a Christmas card every year or a letter and people said, Joe, you're really good. You know, we, we always laugh and then we cry when we read your letters and they said, you should write a book. And I said, no, I can't write a book. <laughs> but I just said, oh, well, who am I to say no to God? So I just started writing. And and again, it was one draft, two drafts, three drafts. It didn't happen overnight. I'm not a naturally gifted writer or anything like that. But I just began exploring my story and sharing my story. And it's in part how I made sense of it all. And I thought, you know, this isn't just about me. My life is not about me. There's got to be, you know, a greater connection to God and to other people. And so I began sharing the story more globally, if you will. And, uh, you know, eventually I, I had, you know, a couple hundred pages. And, uh, you know, it's not a story of just disease or death or dying. It's really a story of life and living because you and I, we are going to face our own death. You know, we're going to face crises. We're going to face whatever it is. We're going to face difficulties. And, and we got to make sense of it. And that's what I was kind of doing. 
and I, and I kind of feel like to me, the end, and I don't mean to jump to the end here, <laughs> but you know, I, I came back and it always resonated with me. Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter four. And basically what he said is, I found the recipe. I found the secret. I found the way to being joyful and happy or content, no matter my circumstances. And I, I thought to myself, well, that's what I want. My circumstances are difficult, but I've got to find that same joy that Paul found. And, and I, I, I guess I did. You know, because I do still love deeply and, and laugh a lot with my kids, even though I've, I've faced great hardship. Yeah, and well, like, that was a long-winded answer, wasn't it? Sorry. No, no, <laughs> it, it's great because it's it's fascinating. Like when I first read the story, when it came across in my email, like I I was shocked and just like my heart dropped. Like as a father myself, I was like I, I can't even imagine what you and your family have gone yeah. through uh, my producer is you know as you were sharing that just like i mean her eyes just widened in shock in shock and like i can imagine that like none of us can even even begin to comprehend the hurt but also like on a natural level like even myself as a practicing catholic i can't comprehend going through myself going through that kind of hardship and still like being a practicing Catholic and like like you having a, having a Catholic radio show and being this beacon of hope. Like you mentioned, you mentioned at the end the Philippians verse, but like, what was it in the muck and the mire and the hardest days? Like, how did you and and, and your wife and your family? How did you guys stay to where you didn't just run away from God? Because I feel like that might even be my natural inclination in something that hard. Yeah. Well, look, I think it was always a challenge and there was always you know god gives us an option and and sometimes it is ease which is the greatest difficulty for our faith you know when that rich young man as you remember from the gospel you know followed jesus and he said lord what do i have to do to have eternal life and jesus responded he said well follow the ten commandments and the rich young man said well i've done all that what else do i have to do and he says well go sell everything that you've got and come follow me. Then your riches will be in heaven. And the rich young man walked away, which to me that says it is not ease that actually provides that natural road to God. We are more inclined to find real faith in the struggle when we're pushed to our knees. Uh, then, then you have to say, okay, what's it all about? And, and that was, if I can use this word, that was the advantage that I was given is I couldn't depend on the power of Joe. I, I couldn't just depend on the normalcy of life to provide happiness. I had to find it on a much deeper level. I, I couldn't find my way absent God. And, and so, you know, again, I, I'm oversimplifying because it was a it was a process, but I just had to invite God into every moment of my life. And and that's how we found joy and love and laughter but it but it, you know look there were times that i wanted to run and escape and go to a, a deserted island and live out my days with my wife and right. my kids but yeah i don't have the money to buy an island so <laughs> that's because you work <laughs> so in Cath that's because you work in catholic radio well hey joe thank you so much for coming to share your story um it's it's just a, a such a beacon of hope even just for me if nobody else gets anything out of it which i know that they will this was a blessing for me uh, people, you have to go find this book. It's Defying Gravity. You can find it on Ignatius Press. You can find it on Amazon. Joe, how can people get connected to you? 
You know what? I'm on the relevant radio network every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific. Um, and, you know, you can reach out and tune in and listen. And, uh, and again, all the proceeds, all the royalties, my royalties from the book are actually being donated. So I'm not making a penny off it. But uh, people who've read it have said, I laughed, I cried, I laughed, I cried, <laughs> but I was moved. Well, that that's great, I Joe. Hope that'll be your experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, blessings to you. Uh, you're an awesome man. I think we can go ahead and say it. You are the most interesting man in the world. It's been a blessing talking to you, guys. We'll be right back for our final segment. Catholic. We are here recording in the studio. You know, 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 yeah, you know. All right. Did you like that, Sam? Yeah, I wanted you to keep going. That's why I kept the. You know, you know. Oh, no, don't do that. Stop that. That's very ugly. No, that's great. You'll have it forever. So here's what happened, Sam. Uh, I thought we were going to get through all of these notes from this talk that I gave right. in Sioux City at this youth group, on, and we didn't get through it in the first segment. Quick recap for those of you who uh, are just tuning in on the radio. I know the podcast people have already heard it. I gave a talk on spiritual warfare. Usually, not a funny talk. Funniest talk I've ever given in my life because these kids were hilarious. We're playing off of each other. It was so much fun. I'm... Relate. I'm sitting in front, sitting in front of the notes that she took, and sharing them with you because they are hilarious to me, and I hope you're enjoying them as well. The next note was when I was talking about how Satan, Sam. Let's let's ask you this question: If you were Satan, it's not too hard for you to imagine this. I believe. If I was Satan, <laughs> if you were Satan, and Jesus was walking around the earth, uh-huh. two thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. What would be your number one goal? Uh, get people to not listen to him. Sure. That would be like ninth on my list. Biggest Kill enemy. Him? Yes, there you go. Oh. <laughs> that's the primary thing, right? If you've, if you've ever watched The Passion of the Christ, like a good Christian, like that's actually how they portray Satan. It's like they want, Satan wants Jesus dead. Because if you think about it, Satan was the second in command in heaven. Like he was one of you know one of the great angels, worship leader, all these kinds of things, right? Cast down. He can't defeat God. God's much too powerful. But in Satan's mind, he's like, God is a man now. I can make things start to work where I can kill a man. And if I get my chance to kill God, I'm taking it. Nobody's ever. Th- I just realized that if somebody just tuned in right now, that's the worst thing you could possibly ever hear. <laughs> I'm in the person of Satan right now. Leave me alone. So Satan would want to kill Jesus, right? And I was explaining this to the to the kids, and sh- this is what she wrote. And and well, okay, I was saying how obviously he would want to kill s- Jesus, and then three days later he realized the huge mistake that he made. That he played exactly into what God wanted, right? Like Jesus came to die for our sins. 
essentially Satan helped him. <laughs> you know, it's, right, like, right. it's this great thing. I love it in the Passion of the Christ, how like that's all Satan is just stoking these people to get Jesus to be killed. And then whenever he rises on the third day, there's that amazing scene, Passion of the Christ, where he's just in hell, just, you know, he's so angry because right. it caught him off guard. He's like, I thought I won. Mm-hmm. And I definitely did. So I'm telling that story. And she writes, she draws two little Satan heads. <laughs> Again, a weird thing to draw in a talk on, uh, on at a Catholic church. Notes. Yeah, She writes, uh, she draws a happy faced Satan. On, and it says Good Friday on the bottom. And it says, Woo, I got Jesus. <laughs> we did it, guys. <laughs> and then on Easter, he's very angry. He goes, Wait, never mind. <laughs> In the talk bubble, it says, Wait, NVM. <laughs> never mind. I'm just like, That might be the greatest <laughs> sign of everything we just talked about for the last three minutes in a picture. Woohoo, got Jesus. Wait, never mind. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work too well. Sam, we finished the first page. We are now moving, moving into on page two. To page two. Okay. The, this is where it starts to get even more ridiculous. So, you know that I'm sarcastic, right? Yes. So, I can say things in a sarcastic way or even in the person of, like, I can be acting as someone, as I was acting as Satan's moments ago, that if you would write down what I said even just two minutes ago, if I had the chance, I would kill God. I said that in the context of the conversation made complete sense, right? Because I was in the person, like playing this person, playing this character of Satan. Right, right. If you write that on a note on your sheet, that looks terrible. Right. <laughs> Taylor can't have said that like without <laughs> context, right? So in this laughing moment, and even if I'm making like a joke, Everybody in the room knows it's a joke and we're all laughing about it, right? So I was when I was telling the story of the the young people, the Catholic school students that didn't know that thought that Mary was only pregnant for three weeks because Immaculate Conception is December eighth and Christmas is twenty fifth, they were like, Why are you just making fun of these people? And I answered by saying, It's okay to make fun of people as long as they aren't around. And everyone laughed. <laughs> like that's an obvious joke. I obviously don't believe that. Right. It is the main thing she has written on the second page of notes. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I will never be invited back again. <laughs> um, then she writes, th- then it starts to get a little serious, right? What I was saying, what helps us get closer to God? And they even helped me answer some of these. Service, the church, tradition, scripture, adoration, talks with Jim Halpert. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. She's like, that, that's what we call in the business a callback. She called back to something that was funny at the beginning of the show. And as we're getting to this wrap up, this girl is brilliant. She's going to be, <laughs> I'm going to call it now. She's going to be the first female late show host on on ABC, CBS, Fox, one of the, you know one of those Jimmy Fallon type people. Right. She's going to be the first woman one. I know it. Wow. She's in high school now. You just watch. Fifteen years from now, you can go back and listen to this podcast. If we haven't all died in the apocalypse <laughs> by then, <laughs> so. But we won't remember the episode, so you're gonna have to listen to all of them again. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, that was a good callback. <laughs> Only for the people that listened in the first segment, it's but they'll true. enjoy it. Um, then we talked about putting on the full armor of God. And this was, this was a good part, you know, so she drew out 
a man. It, it looks more like an elf, but I'm not going to critique her on her drawing. <laughs> uh, a man who uh, she has a line going to it saying, my soldier. And I'm like, okay, are you wanting to date someone? Like, what, why would you call it my soldier? And it's okay. Anyway. <laughs> She writes, you know, like on the breastplate, she writes righteousness. On the shield, she writes faith. On the on the pants, she writes truth. On the feet, she writes peace. On the, again, it's supposed to be a helmet, but I, it looks more like one of those elven hats, like, you know, Link wears in Legend of Zelda. It says salvation on that. We'll let her slide. Beautiful picture. I love it. It's like, and I was saying, like, you need all of these things to be protected by evil. And something I had never said in this talk before, Sam since you listened to me so intently. Uh, <laughs> what I found that was interesting about this whole armor of God story that I had never really thought about before. Sam, if, if you had this armor on, you've got the helmet, you've got the breastplate, you've got the shield, you've got the sword of the spirit, you've got truth, you've got peace. <clears throat> if you and I are fighting, we're just going blow for blow. I've got my armor on, you've got your armor on. And all of a sudden, I'm able to knock off one of your shoes. Where am I aiming my next strike? My next strike? that point at your foot right if i knock off your helmet i'm going for the top of your head if i knock off part of your pants i'm going for that right like it's and it was fascinating to me because i think this is how satan attacks us right we can put on the full armor of god but if all of a sudden i'm not living in a righteous way like my breastplate just fell off and now i'm exposed to attack or if i'm if i lose faith i'm dropping my shield and it's like, yeah, I still have the rest of the armor on, but if you drop your shield, you can last for a little while, but not real long, right? The helmet of salvation, like knowing that our salvation is in Christ, you take that off, you're pretty done for pretty quick, right? That's a pretty vulnerable spot. And I, I just found it fascinating, like whatever area that I'm struggling in, or you're struggling in, or somebody listening is struggling in, it, it, we can't just focus on some of the pieces, if our struggle is peace or our struggle is faith, that's what we need to focus on because that's a weak area that we can be attacked in. So now we have to get to the literally funniest part, and I have to be careful how I word this. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not sure what the, like, okay, how can we do this without me getting in trouble? We This, was, this talk was given the day... After the Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Derby where the horses race and they're like the little guys, right? That's what I'm trying to not get in trouble for. The word for little people. The jockeys are very small. They ha they're required to for the sport, right? Right. So <clears throat> I'm talking about this and I was like, I, I forget what it was in reference to, but I was saying something like they like it is a requirement for them to be small. Like, I can't go ride one of the Kentucky Derby horses. I'm too large. So I was making some kind of connection with that, right? And I can't remember what I said because of what ensued for the next three minutes. I said something along the lines of the little people that ride the horse. Mm -hmm. I kept talking about two sentences into what I was saying. A kid from across the table, high school boy said, all, all small people come from Europe, and all of us just stopped. We had been laughing, and the whole room was just so quiet. And about six seconds later, everyone starts to look at me and look back at him and look back to me, and I go, 
what? <laughs> Do, would you like to explain that? And he goes, no. I'm like, I, I have to know. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, nothing. Never mind. And he like put his hands like, you know, like crossed his arms and like kind of slouched down his chair. And all of us just like, we were in stunned silence. And then we, and then after the stunned silence, most of the time when somebody does something funny or says something funny, you laugh. The, the funniest thing somebody says, you laugh for 20, 30 seconds. We laugh for two minutes. We were hysterical because people kept adding things to it. We were like, what are you even talking about? Like, do you think that all small people come from Europe? Like any small person you've ever met in your entire life came from the continent of Europe. It was absolutely ridiculous. And it was so much fun. <laughs> so I, I hope you guys enjoyed the telling of that story as much as I enjoyed the actual day. So let's get into the the rest of the show, shall we? The other things that we plan to talk we? about. So we've been doing this thing. Uh, when I came back from Sioux City, uh, we've been we started this thing on Instagram with um, it was me trying to figure out Instagram Live and like how can I use this to engage with people? How can I use this to get to know people? How can I use this to promote the show? All these things kind of wrapped into one. So I started a live video, started testing it out, and then a buddy of mine popped on, and I realized that you can co-stream. So like if, Sam, you were co-streaming with me, people could watch the live video, mm-hmm. and I could invite you to co-stream with me, and it splits the screen in half, and I'm on the top half, you're on the bottom half, and we can have a conversation. People can comment and ask questions as we're going along. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So we did one uh, maybe three, four weeks ago, and it was what happened just organically we didn't plan a thing is the guys from the catholic coaster showed up a podcast who we've had on the show before uh our good canadian friends annie fulkerson from the salt and light podcast who we've had on the show before uh got in on and and uh, the frank fryer got in so we just started rotating through all of these people because what i can do is like okay i'm done done talking to sam i can kick i'm not kick you out but like remove you from the co-stream you're still a part of the live stream but I, then I could invite Mackenzie. I can invite the next person. We've been having a blast. And we were like, this was so much fun. It happened organically. We have to do this again. So we did another one this last week with Father Jared, last week's guest, to promote the show. Because that show is skyrocketing into one of the most listened to shows we've ever had in the show's history. People are really responding well. And I want to thank you guys that have already listened to it. It is an awesome one. If you haven't listened to it, Go check it out, ForteCatholic.com slash radio. It's episode 82, or you can just search Forte Catholic and however you listen to podcasts. So we're doing this live video, and I start talking with Father Jared, and I talk to him for about 30, 40 minutes, and then uh, he has to go. So then we talk to Annie again, and we talk to Salt and Light again, and then we talk to uh, to J.P. Quinn, our friend J.P. Quinn. So much fun. If you, if you, we're going to continue doing these every week, every couple of weeks. I will announce whenever they are coming. If you want to get in on this, they're so much fun. It's a great way for me to interact with the audience because since I'm doing this not live, like I can't take calls, I can't do any of that stuff. So if you want to interact with, with me and a lot of other Catholic podcasters, co- podcasters, follow me on Instagram at Taylor Schroll, S C H R O. LL. It's a lot of fun. You can follow me on the same thing on Twitter as well, or search Forte Catholic on Facebook. So much fun. I hope you guys uh, that have been there continue to enjoy it, and uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please join us next time. All right. 
The last thing that we are going to get to today, we're going to have to talk about me. We're going to have to talk about other religions and taking risks next week. We took enough risks today. Um, so here's what I want to talk about. On Twitter the other day, I love Twitter. It's my favorite. I put out a poll because, Sam, I have this question for you. I don't, I don't, you're not on Twitter, are you? I don't think you're on Twitter. Nope. Okay. So you didn't see this poll. You didn't get to vote. I'm going to let you vote now. I will okay. let you know now that your vote means nothing because the vote was in a landslide. Okay. But I want to hear. So y- because you and Mackenzie, I believe. No, Sam, maybe we weren't there. Mackenzie was there in Mass with me. Our staff went to Mass last Thursday. Mm-hmm. And very, it was a very rare occasion that like there was a reward ceremony right after that was going to take a long time. So our, our priest said, okay, we don't want I don't want any music today because I kind of want to get through the math. I mean, he didn't cut anything out. We just cut out music, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when we, it always throws me off. When we say the Sanctus mm-hmm. in the Eucharistic prayer, the Holy, 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 where is the pause for you? I, I'll ask you, you too, Mackenzie. Where's the pause? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, or Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of hosts. I, I, I said God Almighty. Let me start over. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. Or is it holy, 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 Lord, God of hosts? What is it for you, Sam? Oh, I, I thought it was the first one. Can you say them both again? Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. Or holy, 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 Lord, God of hosts. I think it's the first one. The first one. Okay. Mackenzie? I'm still confused. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. This, how you feel right now, Mackenzie, is how I feel in mass. Because when we sing it, holy, 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 pause, Lord God of hosts, another mass setting, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, we always pause there. But for some stupid reason, when we do it without singing, everybody usually says, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. I'm like, why is it different when we're singing it and saying it? So he put out the Twitter poll, and Twitter has decided the truth for me. I don't care if you show me the germ from now on. It is holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. That's what the people have decided. So we're going with how we say it, not how we sing it. So this has been another fun episode of Forte Catholic. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We will be back next week with a great surprise guest because it's a surprise to me. I haven't booked him yet. See ya! Hey, it's Taylor. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. As always, you can find older shows at ForteCatholic.com slash radio or search Forte Catholic in however you listen to podcast services and leave us a rating. You're the best. Bye!